Hello, and welcome to the Don't Suck in Marketing podcast. We are your hosts. I am Aaron Burke. And I'm John Ledoux. And today we have a topic for you that John is very, very excited to talk about. And I am pretty excited to hear John uh, talk about it because I know he has a lot to share and and I'm going to have a great opportunity to learn. So with that, I'm kind of going to hand it over to you, John, and let you uh, do the intro and tell everyone what we're going to talk about. Wow, my my own solo podcast. Well, uh, thanks again for listening to us. Um, Sometimes it's a stream of consciousness. Today I'd like to focus on uh, account-based marketing, otherwise known as ABM or account-centric marketing. And I would say that the I would say that the, the primary reason I want to talk about ABM today is not to give you the tools you need to do account-centric marketing. It's to help you understand whether or not now is the right time for you and your business to transition from a more lead-centric approach to a more account-centric approach and committing the resources to that. Um, the primary reason we're having this conversation today is because over the last few weeks, there's been a lot of conversation, a lot of chatter with multiple clients um, talking about ABM and what the go-to-market strategy looks like around that. So today we're going to talk about, is ABM right for your business? Why are we talking about it? Is it worth it? When to know you're ready? What is it? And when should you use it? And are you doing it right? Awesome. That that actually sounds like a really good kind of outline and a lot of great points to cover and of course i'm going to fill in with asking you peppering with all sorts of different questions yes please because i can go off in tangents (laughs) so um so abm is not a new construct the approach and the operationalization of the approach is is fairly new over the course of the last decade with tools coming up and helping marketers and the sales teams Um, with this go-to-market approach, but the concept of ABM, of of targeting key target accounts from a marketing standpoint, from a sales standpoint, is nothing really truly new. It's building out the framework for a business to approach it that is starting to um, formulate a more strategic methodology versus working ad hoc solution after solution to achieve the ultimate goal of acquiring top accounts. Um, okay. So, so, and to me, that makes a lot of sense that, that it's not really new. I mean, I, I think there's approaches for marketing. There's nothing really super new. There's just different ways to go about doing it and different tools for it. Absolutely. Um, can we get right now, a really good definition of what you would say account-based marketing is and how the approach differs from some other types of marketing like lead generation marketing or you know more focus on inbound marketing that sort of thing can we can we just kind of lay that out yeah absolutely so uh, and this is I'm not reading a dictionary definition of of this this is from my experience and how I see companies doing account-based marketing and what it really means versus lead gen marketing. Account-based marketing is really about understanding your product market fit and the kind of companies that you will sell to that will generate a higher size of prize versus selling at volume, for example, and the approach that it takes to acquiring those types of customers, those key target accounts, is really what account centric marketing is all about. And so the kind of tools and the processes that you need to put in place and and actually the kind of departments that you need to work with within the organization to 
truly understand is this the right approach differs from that lead gen inbound approach in that you're going to talk to revenue operations and revenue operations is going to look at the kind of deals the business is closing and say, hey, from if we take take it from a volume perspective, our size of price and our customer lifetime value when we go after you know SMB mid-market accounts is actually smaller and requires too much headcount to address. And there's a higher expense to the business to address those. But if we move upstream and we target more enterprise level accounts and we commit our resources to that, we're actually seeing that our profit, really at the end of the day, that's what it's about. The profit on a per deal basis goes up when you account for all of the costs of doing business. So so that that magical ROI that we always like to talk yeah, exactly, about. Yeah, exactly, exactly. ROI. Theoretically, it, if we do it right, then for the input we put in, the amount that we're actually getting out is going to be better if, if we exactly. have that approach. Okay. Exactly. And that covers all aspects of the business, not just marketing in general. This is a, EBM is truly a team effort. And, and, and I think lead gen uh, inbound, that's, that's a team effort as well. Uh, but account-based marketing requires buy-in from the organization because it's a commitment to resources that uh, are going to be focused primarily on this strategy, whereas sales and marketing might be a little more disconnected in the inbound strategy because marketing has to tweak a hell of a lot more dials and it's building for operational efficiency and sales is working the stuff that marketing gives it and they're also trying to focus on target accounts. A more account-based approach really is in direct alignment between marketing and sales and um, those two have to be in lockstep because they are essentially trying to do the same thing. Marketing's working on opening the door for the sales organization into these big strategic accounts, and sales is working on relationship building with those big strategic accounts with the hopes of all of these teams and the right people coming together to address the account. So ABM is really like it, when, when you think about addressing it from a marketing standpoint, is about operationalizing that go-to-market strategy. Um, whereas lead gen inbound, uh, there's some different tools, there's some different channels. You're looking at you know activity versus sales a little bit more, and your metrics are a little different. Can we can we maybe just and for my own edification a bit, can we maybe st- take a step back and, and actually, I would love if you were able to provide an example of what. Let's say I'm a, I'm a cloud-based company or yeah. I have a product like that. Can you provide an example of just what it would look like traditional inbound lead gen marketing yeah. and who your customers are versus let's say that's what you've been doing. Yep. And then maybe give an example of how you then would move would upstream move, move upstream and do account-based marketing. Yeah, totally. I, and, and I have a few examples because I work with several clients that are in these same positions and... Uh, when I so I'll give you an example of one client. I won't mention any names, but this client was a SaaS client. Okay, they sold software as a service in the cloud. And when I joined as a consultant, this company was had an inbound engine that they were trying to optimize for. Uh, it was working well because the kind of companies they were selling to were small, medium-sized business, mid-market companies where there was a smaller number of decision makers and buyers within those companies. So lead gen and inbound could work well simply because that that building of the funnel at that size of a business, those metrics checked out. And then that company said, well, if we're really trying to grow as an organization, we're trying to move from being a $500 million company to a multi-billion dollar company, 
volume in the sales and optimization of the marketing and sales teams of addressing small and medium-sized mid-market companies, that's not what's going to give us the revenue that we need to IPO, for example. Um, and so that company decided, all right, we are going to start to move upstream. There are some things we need to do on the product side of the business to address those large organizations that we're trying to sell to. But then on the sales and marketing side of the business, we need to understand that we're no longer dealing with a single point buyer, the single point decision maker. There's multiple people involved in the, the buying process at these large companies. These large companies have 10 times more people that are trying to acquire their business, much like this company was. So you have to filter through that and you have to be a little more sophisticated about how you are targeting that business and how you're getting that business's attention. And then the type of sale that happens it's not a 30, 60, 90 day sales cycle. It's a 90 day, 180 day, one year, potentially one and a half, two year sales cycle. So the kind of metrics that apply to marketing and sales in those instances also start to shift. And I, like, I like how you move from days to then years. Yeah. I was trying to do the math in my head and I, I realized I wasn't going to be able to <laughs> Yeah, I was at 180 and I was like, wait a second, that's six months, right? I have to do my calculation. So, so one of the things that, you have to do that that threshold. You can't really half-ass it. I mean, you can you can try it and test it as a marketing organization to try to see if a, an account-centric approach works, right? Much like you can with lead gen. The cost of doing so is going to be significantly higher and the internal buy-in is higher. And that's interesting because I think uh, a lot of sort of what we've been taught as modern marketers is that there's so many different ways that you can just test things. Right. There's there's a lot of ways of being successful as a, as a marketer. And obviously you have to understand what your product is and product market fit and your client. Um, but there's a lot of ways you can say, hey, I'm going to put some money to this. I'm going to try this out. I'm going to try this copy. I'm going to try this email right. and see what works. Right. And so we're so used to doing that. Whereas what you're saying right now is for account-based marketing, you can't just dip your toes in the water of account-based marketing. Not you, really. To, to be effective, you need to sort of weigh a bunch of factors and decide, you know what, we're at this point we think we can commit to this and then kind of do it. Totally. If you, if you just try to experiment with it, you might not be very successful. Your success And you could have just lower. spent a lot of resources doing that without going in the right direction and, or maybe not have committing enough resources to make it happen. And so you just spent a lot of money to not do much of anything. So, so that, that then leads us to a very, uh, I think difficult decision point, right? Which yeah. is, if what you're saying that to be successful in account-based marketing, you have to commit to it. Um, I think this is actually part of your outline, but now I think I'd really like to know your thoughts on what you have to do internally as an organization to evaluate whether it's the right point to, to go into account-based marketing and how do you, what kind of factors do you have to look at to be able to make that decision? Whatever you can share about that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. So, um, Catchphrases and buzzwords, I think, can do a lot of damage to the marketing industry because marketers by nature tend to latch on to new cool ways of doing things uh, without potentially thinking them all the way through. And, and especially if it's done inside of a vacuum and a lot of marketing organizations think about strategy inside of this vacuum without working with internal stakeholders. And uh, really, I think if you're going to make the decision to do account-based marketing, there's there's a few core groups that have to be involved. Sales absolutely has to be involved. 
I, I just want to I, I want to bring up something real quick there because you said sales has to be involved, right? Yeah. Uh, obviously, it should they're, always they're, be they're, involved. They're the ones that are executing on this, right? Um, but when you're talking, and maybe we can bring this up a little bit later, but I'd like to cover this point, which is: Does going forward with account-based marketing require a different type of salesperson than you might be utilized for doing other types of marketing? Like, do you actually have to evaluate what your sales talent looks like and and what your process and your organization is to see do we need to hire new people or are there people that we can pull from to train up? I mean, is that something that? Yeah, I mean, if you have? find that product market fit for enterprise organizations that you're going to do account centric marketing for, that sale is fundamentally different than mid market or small business, right? Uh, there's the volume based approach can be done in in large part with ISRs, like in inside sales reps, right? Whereas that was that was some uh, jargon. Right <laughs> that was jargon. Yeah, we got to be yeah, able to use the, the acronyms. Just, just, yeah, <laughs> but then, but then, if you find that there is product market fit with bigger organizations, the product team can address it. You have a customer success team that can address it, and most importantly, you can sell it. Um, that salesperson, that's a relationship generator. That person is going to be. Uh, is going to be account penetration salesperson. They are going to meet and be in person with these people. They are going to bring in the right resources to address the needs of the individual stakeholders. That is a fundamentally different salesperson than somebody who's cold calling and selling over the phone. If you're cold calling strategic accounts, you might burn a lot of bridges, right? And so these more relationship-based consultative-based sales processes re- do require oftentimes different salespeople. So no, going it's forward with account-based marketing might actually mean not just doing things, the marketing side, but yeah. might actually mean hiring a, a, a new like sales team to focus on doing totally, this Totally, totally. Okay. So very potentially resource-intensive to make this hugely, decision go forward. Yeah, hugely, okay. which is why I think it's good that we're doing this podcast today because... A lot of companies are, are thinking about it, but don't know whether or not to make the leap. And part of the, the, the mental blocker is that it is resource intensive. And everybody on on this who's listening to this should know that it is pretty resource intensive. That said, the business strategically needs to know whether or not that is what it wants to do. Right? Marketing can't make the decision to do account-based marketing. The business needs to make the decision to move upstream from selling to SMBs and into enterprise. And if the business isn't ready for that, it, from the bottom up, it's not going to work. But from the top down, if the business makes the decision and RevOps checks off and signs off and says, yeah, going after these key target accounts is going to be way more valuable to the business. Let's get the right sales folks and the, the right sales strategy in place. Let's build out the right marketing um, the, the right go-to-market marketing teams and, and technologies, you're making a commitment. And, you're, and, and I've been at a company that made that commitment and neglected the SMBs, and the SMB part of the business started to fall apart. The NPS scores uh, for organizations that were buying you know, within that 90-day sales cycle started to go down. And That's we did, a net promoter score. For yeah. I might not know that. And, and, we, and, we, and, we start, and we started trying to go to the, after the big dogs. And what happened was, all of a sudden, the company needed to commit resources to developing new parts of the product to make sure that those enterprise customers were being fulfilled um, and that we were delivering on our promise to them. And quickly, the business saw that, 
hey, we kind of need to get back to that volume game because we had that optimized. Um, and that's a high level business decision that comes potentially from the C-suite down. And uh, it's not to say anybody on the phone or any on the call that is is a marketer can make the decision whether or not they go ABM because you should know whether or not your company is already account centric, right? That should, you should be able to identify that. But if you're a business owner on the call, on, on the podcast here, and you actually are are making the, the strategic decision to go after enterprise accounts, this is what you should be listening to. And the operationalization of going from being lead centric to account centric requires investments in new technologies. You're going to be leveraging channels that are uh, different, fundamentally different than the inbound channels that you are using in large part because, uh, and this is just a small example of why it makes sense to use these different channels is because enterprise companies, for example, are on their own dedicated IPs. The people who are searching online from your Verizon wirelesses of the world and your you know, your AT&Ts and your GEs, they all have dedicated IP. Your small, medium-sized business, they're on, uh, you know, Comcast and they're on whatever their local um, internet is. So these technologies have the ability to, you know, look at this company's IP and say, across the web, are there people who are searching from these IPs and how do we strategically place advertising or how do we strategically place content in front of these individuals so you can make dedicated you know, GE ads. Hey, GE, you need this product, right? And you start getting personalized that's really, from a graphic level. That's really level. interesting. I mean, it's almost getting a little sneaky right there. It's what well, uh, how you make the, how you super approach effective, it. right? Totally. I mean, obviously, if you can know exactly where your where your customers are, yep. and be able to effectively target them where they are, yeah, I think that's that from the marketing standpoint is a huge challenge. Which is how do you shift gears to to focusing in this in this much more targeted kind of way to your key accounts and these accounts. Well, the fundamentals stay the same. You still need to address whoever it is that you're trying to talk to in a personalized fashion. You still need to address them where they live. You need to understand who that persona is and making sure that they are part of your ideal customer profile. All of those things still hold true. The difference is that one persona you're talking to may not be the buyer. They may not be the the person that signs off. They may just be the influencer. But in an account-centric approach, there are multiple decision makers, right? And I think that's kind of what you're getting is the fact that there are multiple decision makers, strategically how you think about moving somebody down the buying process when you're marketing and you're putting your hooks out on out on the web is fundamentally different for ABM because the story that you're trying to tell to an influencer is different than the story you're trying to tell to the person who's signing off, it might be the CFO, right? Might be the CIO. It could be like, here's how this this is going to make your life easier yep. in your job, yep. versus here's how we're gonna we're gonna save you you money from yeah. what you're doing. A hundred percent. And so your enablement and the ability to get people to uh, buy in is really really uh, critical um, at all different stages. And so I think if you're going to as a business, make the decision to go with an account-centric approach, you need to truly understand who it is you're selling to. You need to understand the business. You need to be able to map out 
who the influencers are, who the decision makers are within the organization. And that requires working really closely with the sales teams. I mean, there are some companies, sure, that try to make the leap from selling to SMBs to enterprise and don't have any historical data on what selling to enterprise is. And I don't envy those organizations because strategically as a company, if you haven't litmus tested the market for selling into enterprise accounts. You don't understand if that's the right way to go. You're taking a huge leap, right? And you do need to, I think you do need to start by hiring salespeople who have industry connections who can sell into the enterprise okay. and see how that, okay. how, see how that deal is done and learn from that. So, so let's get back to, again, I mean, you're kind of naturally flowing that way, but let's get back to some of the considerations that should go into making this decision on whether account-based marketing is a right step for for your company. Yep. Okay. You've talked, I mean, we've talked a little bit about existing sales team and talked about sort of what investment might mean and, you know, some tools that are out there. Yeah. But let's go, if if we can, a a little bit into maybe an actual real-world example or a fake example made up of, of kind of the different things that you, you might look at and consider in your, in your company. Yeah, so the, trying to make the decision of being account-centric uh, as an organization, some of the things that need to be available to analyze are, did, you, did your company do a good job on, let's say you use Salesforce as your CRM, for example, did the company do a good job of making sure that all the right pieces are in your your platform that you're going to be analyzing in, that it had all the right people in your opportunities, for example, that the dollar values are there, that you're buttoned up and dialed in there so that when your revenue operations team jumps in to do basically account tiering, identifying what accounts and fit scores and size of prize look like, um, is that reliable information to be basing your go-to-market approach on? So the, the first and foremost, you need to look at, am I going to make more money by selling to enterprise accounts as a whole than I would continuing to go after SMB? SMB might mean you have to have a lot more CSMs. It means you, you potentially have to optimize for operational efficiency versus um, you know your go-to-market approach and, and quality and size of the prize there. But if you... If you're going to make that transition, you have to have said, yes, that the, the data that we have about selling into enterprise confirms that it makes a lot of sense for us to go after big companies. That's That needs to happen first um, because there's a the, lot the, of... Yeah, there was an important point in there. Can yeah. we make more money doing that? Can we make more money doing that <laughs> as a business? Not just like marketing initiative that's, ROI. That's, this que- is, that's question number one yeah. should, that we should answer. Yeah, should you be selling into the enterprise? Is is your business ready for that? Do you have a product that is ready to address the enterprise? Because if you don't, it doesn't matter how good your sales or marketing teams are, you're going to fail. But if you have good product market fit, and the product is designed to sell to the enterprise, you have the right people in place, then the tools you can start to fit in. And um, just know that it's it's probably going to take you a lot longer to, to prove value from a sales and marketing approach perspective than it would if you're selling on shorter sales cycle, right? Obviously, if you sell 30, 60, 90 days, you're gonna you're gonna close that feedback loop pretty quick. But if you're selling 18 month sales cycle, you have to be a lot better about, and you have to have the ability. I mean, that's what's really important here is 
Does your business have the ability to put the right milestones and measurements in place to know that you are making progress? Because if you've committed an ABM approach for 18 months and you're waiting for that 18th month to figure out, did this make sense to us? It's probably too late. But if you do a good job of putting the right pieces in place and you've operationalized your analytics and you've operationalized uh, enough of your go-to-market approach that you feel good that you have a reliable pipeline that you can measure, then you in six months from now and three months from now are going to understand the value of that initiative. You're going to be able to say, I'm putting money behind it. And you have to be able to answer yes or no if you can do that. And a lot of it means that you probably had to have matured in lead gen, demand gen, single point of contact SMB sales process first because you had to prove product market fit. You had to prove that your product was sticky enough. You had to prove that there is an extended life for the customer that goes beyond one year, that your churn isn't too high, that you are going to be able to do this at the enterprise level because they're going to be a hell of a lot more demanding. And so if you can't answer the question of, yeah, we are prepared to do that well enough, then practice. Start start by picking four or five accounts that you really want to penetrate, that you have good product market fit on, that you potentially have salespeople who have good connections into those and start to round up a plan around that. That way you're not committing so many resources and you can go ABM light. And if you go ABM light and, and you you pick up, you know, even through your, your POCs, your proof of concepts with some of the technologies that are used for ABM, if you through your POCs can do some level of marketing to these five organizations that you can prove that traction can be had there, that should be enough for you to make the decision as a company. But you can't do this without resources. And I would never recommend that you try to land large target accounts, at least from a marketing standpoint, without resources. But there's there's a challenge to that, right? I mean, we, we talked earlier in this podcast about how it can be difficult to just to try ABM yeah. because if you don't have the process, the right kind of process in place. So when yeah. you were talking about doing ABM light, yeah. I mean, we also said that you kind of require different types of salesperson yeah. and that sort of thing. So how do you kind of take all these factors in place, which is that you might not have the perfect sales team, you know, yeah. and do that. How do you get those working so that you can do, as you said, ABM light? And then how do you then maybe modulate your expectations out of that given yeah. that you don't have a dedicated team doing that? Yeah, so there's there are some decent tools out there that will allow the sales team to understand from an account perspective what kind of accounts are uh, hot right now for your product or might be primed for your product. So let's say, for example, you have said, from a product market fit perspective, our business should start targeting key accounts, right? Then there are, there are sales enablement tools out there that will allow you to actually reach those target accounts with context if you're on the sales side. So a, a fine example is Discover Org, right? Discover Org and the visual force object that comes into Salesforce can allow the salesperson, for example, to see when a company is doing research on a particular topic. So you can, you can set up basically listening tools that say, all right, is, is X key target account, are there people within that organization that are doing searches or have an initiative 
behind, you know, and, and not a lot of this happens via PR. You know, a lot of them are pulling in this data from like press releases and stuff that the company is putting out there that, yeah, this company has an initiative in HR or this company has an initiative in DevOps. And then you can go, okay, well, these salespeople are working this key target account. We just got word that they're working on an initiative. That's great context for outreach, right? And you can try that approach because that's an account-centric approach, right? If you're doing inbound lead gen and you're focused on a like a, a more lead gen oriented methodology for going to market, that kind you're not going to think about that kind of data. Well, right? it, it, what's I think what's interesting about that, and you you talk about this, is that I mean. The best salespeople that I've worked with are ones that are that have themselves kind of identified their top accounts yeah. and are regularly themselves just paying attention to what's going on and doing that kind They're of They're the research. best. That's yeah. the best. And I think that's a good way of doing ABM light. And marketing can help support that in certain ways. A fine example is if key target account X has been identified and they're going to try to address it, building a sales deck specifically for key target account X and providing that to the sales team. And providing, if the, the sales team uses Groove or Outreach or whatever, it might be to send timed emails, for example, make sure that those are you know, being enforced with personalization to that key target account in mind. So you can go light on some of that. You don't necessarily have to invest in the big heavy tools that marketing might need in order to reach those key target accounts. At least from a sales perspective, you can try to do that. Okay. So I think now might be a good time to, to, to not go f- deeper into the tools, <laughs> but, but to kind of wrap it up. And Well, so I, I agree with you. We've covered a lot today, and this, is, this, is a very, this was a very content-heavy conversation that we've just had. What I'd actually like to see, if possible, we haven't gone into some of the tools, but maybe one of the things that we can do is put together a list of some of the tools that are available out there and put that on our website. Yeah. Um, which is just like, here's some of the things that you might want to look into. What do, yeah. what do you think? Yeah. I think that's a great idea. And, yeah. uh, I think if you're thinking about ABM right now, well, you, I am, cause you, we you, just you, talked about it. You're, you're a, you're a good, <laughs> you're a good starting point to start doing a little investigative work. And I think if you are thinking about ABM, some of the things that you should be doing right now are, Look at case studies of organizations who do ABM well, right? There are plenty of technology companies out there who supply marketing with ABM tools. They're probably going to tell you, you should be doing ABM right Yeah, they're going to tell you you should be doing ABM and take that with a grain of salt. But look at the kind of companies they're sharing case studies about and how they're becoming successful. Reach out to the demand marketers and the sales teams who are doing that to figure out, hey, did, did that work the way that you had planned? Talk to your peers. I think that's really, really important. Talk to your peers about, is this approach the right approach? And they may be even be able to tell you, is it right for your business? Feel free to reach out to me if you want, and I can help identify that for you. But you need to start by looking at those businesses because if you see these case studies, you can say, is that business like mine? That business that was successful, is it like mine? Do I have all the pieces in place that that business had in order to address that. And I think if you can say yes in a, in a large, you know, a fairly large sample size to this, then it's probably time for you to start investigating what it looks like for your business. Awesome. Great. 
Hey man, uh, I want to say thanks for sharing all this this knowledge. Absolutely, and this, and this really won't be the last of our ABM conversations. No, I think I consider this part one, probably. Yeah, I, I, I think this is a really good topic to go forward with, and especially my business and what I'm working on right now. Um, it's life science. We deal with these these large companies, um, and kind of our approach is this. It's a bit of a hybrid between inbound marketing and ABM, and kind of what we do, and maybe. I think that could be a topic for another discussion, which is basically how you how you either continue to do inbound marketing or how you mix what you have already done that's been working with inbound marketing with with kind of ABM. Maybe something for, for for the future. Sounds great. Okay. All right. Well, I want to thank you, John, for your time. Um, I don't know why I'm thanking you. We do this together. It's just we, weird. No, you know? thank thank you for your time, Aaron Burke. <laughs> But I want to thank everyone who's listening. Um, we uh, we love doing this. And of course, if this discussion, this conversation we just had did spark some thoughts or some questions, do feel free to reach out to us. You can reach us at questions at badmarketingmedia.com or you can go to our website, which is badmarketingmedia.com. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. All right. Bye.